Welcome to episode number 164 of Take Him With You for March 25th, 2012. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And today we take a little detour from our main subject that we've been covering to talk to you about a brand new movie that just came out called The Hunger Games. Don't worry, we'll try not to do spoilers, but we are going to talk about the themes and things that we find in it and how they relate to what the Bible says. So stick around. to the Take Him With You podcast. My dear, what a crazy week yet once again yes. in our world. Yes, very, very busy, busy week. I, I'm almost tempted to um, to sleep in tomorrow and not go to church because I'm so tired. But. That's, we're re- by the way, we're <laughs> recording on a, on, a, on a Saturday night. Yeah, late. Well, it's not super, super late, but it'll not be... Not as late as last time. It'll be late by the time you well, get yeah, this Well, yeah, it is posted. as late as last time. Yeah. We recorded late last week, too. Yeah. But just a lot of jam-packed stuff going on at mm-hmm. the the Moyer household. The Moya Moya household. Mm-hmm. I, ha- I had work this week. Yay! <laughs> yes. Thank you, everybody, for praying yes. for us, because uh, I was getting a little desperate there. Yeah, but I got I got a ton of work this week. I got uh, two or three jobs in the voiceover realm and doing some music and different things. And I even tried out for this really cool thing. It's a two and a half animated or two and a half minute animated film. Mm-hmm. And I wrote this really cool theme song. Do you want to hear it? Well, I guess since they haven't bought it yet, it's still yours. <laughs> yeah, well, they did, and they didn't like part of it. They, I've already played it for them, and I don't mm-hmm. know if they're gonna. And they liked part of it, but they didn't like part of it. And I gotta find it. Yeah. Just hold on here while I looked. But and that is a challenging thing about the kind of work that you do, because oh, yeah. as in all art, it is subjective. You know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And, and let me see if it's this one. Yep, that's it. Okay. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, I was saying beauty is in the eye of the beholder that some people like certain types of styles and 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 not others, you know. And so, you know, you might do something that you think, oh, this is so awesome and you spend all day on it. And they don't like it. I, I remember a while back uh, someone had hired you to do some like Sunday school sing-along songs and you spent <laughs> all day recording all this intricate parts and, and you know, it was you made it all fancy. And they they said, well, um, that that's okay, but we, we kind of just want you to like play the <laughs> piano, you know, like people do in Sunday school. And I'm like... <laughs> Are you kidding me? They have they have this artist here, and they just want somebody clunking on a piano. <laughs> well, you know, it's just you know, it's up to the it's the client, the yeah, client. And so, what'd you do? You clunked it on a piano <laughs> because that's what they wanted, and that's what they paid you wanted to pay you for. Absolutely. You know, the client's always right. <laughs> that's right. Um, so it's it's a challenge. It's a challenge because you know you'll do something sometimes that you put your heart and soul into and they don't like it but yeah 
Um, and other times, you know, something they'll want something totally different than than your personal taste, but that's okay. You know, that's um, being flexible and and um, that's just how getting it works. things done. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I had a busy week at work, too. Um, not too creative. Um, I never got to play the song. But, yeah, you're going to do your song. <laughs> but this is only one of many projects you worked on this Yeah, week. but this is kind of cool. This mm-hmm. Okay, so his, here's how it went. It, it was like uh, 6 in the morning when I got the email that said, well, you're not too late. You could try out for it. So I did this little idea, and uh, we'll see if, if they're going to use it or not. But you can hear just a little snippet of it. Right now. Here we go. You ready? So there you go. That's kind of the idea of it. Kind of cool, huh? Yeah, it sounds pretty to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's 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 hard because sometimes you don't know what their total project is, and it might be pretty, but it might not fit in with their whole project. Right. Like I did another complete different theme, and they didn't like that one at all. Mm-hmm. So you never know. Yeah. You just never know in this industry. So anyway, I had a good week well, of, of you, work. Yeah, you were a worm, a wrapping worm. Yeah, I got to do a wrap worm uh, about washing your hands. <laughs> and you know, that's important to wash your hands. And he loved it and paid you like the same oh, day you yeah, finished or yeah. something. Was, so that was nice. Made but me very happy. Some, sometimes that isn't always the case. And it's kind of a blessing when you get paid right away. Yeah, I'm working on a uh, a jingle for a plumbing company in Seattle. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So that's fun too. But I really wanted to show. Um, I want to show the wash your hands a little bit because it's really funny. Uh, there we go. Now he already paid for that, so you can't show very much of that. Yeah, right? I can just, just show a part tiny of it. Bit. Yeah, I'm just trying to find where my my. Uh... Okay, okay. Here's a little bit of it. I the original title of it was the Ger- the germs go boom. <laughs> so I'll play that part of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. The germs go boom! Annihilate those creeps! Not gonna make me sick! Get off the my feet! The germs go boom! Destroy those little pests! Wash my hands, put the soap to the, the test! Germs go boom! Scrubbing my hands, getting really, really clean! The germs go boom! Running germs out of town! I'm a germ fighting machine! The germs go boom! Boom! The germs go boom! The germs go boom, Amy. Oh, but this is the best part. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Yo, wash your hands in the morning. Wash your hands at your meal. Yo, wash your hands in the evening. Let's kill those germs for real. Yo, wash your hands in the bathroom. Wash your hands after playing. Yo, wash your hands when they're dirty. Gee, woes just saying. Wash your hands 
Yeah, there you go. Wash your hands, my peeps. What do you think? Are you going to wash your hands now? I wash my hands quite a bit, actually. Do you really? I do. Especially when I'm doing my job. I wasn't very happy with what? the fact that you posted on Facebook that you were happy you had jobs out of out of the house <laughs> on the day I did that. Why do you I, say? Why did I you said, say that? I, the words I said is I was thankful that you had a job recording a children's rap song for the income that it will bring <laughs> and i was also happy that i had work away from the home studio <laughs> at the same time see i think i i think i could be a contender i think i should be a serious rap star uh, okay i'm joking know. completely i am so <laughs> not that yeah but uh you yeah know, you don't up? really have the the look I mean, every once in a while, you the you look. Know, Are you what? How you, about I the mean, sound? You wear your beanie sometimes. And wear my stuff, beanie all the time. You don't really have the big gold chains and the gold. No braces bling for me. No bling for Rick. You're just not blinged out okay, enough. Enough about me. I feel selfish. <laughs> what about you? You had a lot of different jobs this week, uh, and yeah, you know, I had anything special happen? Yeah, but but on the on the routine. I cleaned 10 buildings. 10 buildings. 10 houses and offices. Yeah. And um, mowed two lawns before Friday evening. Wow. And then Saturday, I decided, hey, guess what? I should clean my house. So Catherine and I had something special planned, which we'll talk about in a minute. But before we could go do that, I thought, you know, it's been a while since I've scrubbed my kitchen floor. <laughs> and so I mopped it and then got a little toothbrush down and and um, scrubbed some of the corners. Toothbrush? And yeah, sometimes you I have to I wondered why my toothbrush tastes so gross. No, an old toothbrush, not a new one. Um, I'd probably take the plaque so right off you. I, I um, mopped the dining room, kitchen, and bathroom and... I still have I'm a bunch mop of, the floor with I you. still have a bunch of laundry to finish, but we did a bunch of Catherine helped me a little bit. She she picked up and vacuumed the living room and dining and family room and or your studio area here. And, and she decorated um, her car. She decorated her car. I've yes. never seen anything like it. No, I she has a one of a kind groovy Cadillac. It's white with Smiley faces and hippie flowers. Yes, she's my peace child. Oh my! Yes, she's she was born in the wrong decade. I'm. She kept asking me if I liked what it looked like, (laughs) and I kept saying it's unique, it's different. (laughs) It never did say what I really thought. Um, what did you really think? I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's it's Catherine. You know, it's kind of like her. I I called it her hippie bar. What did her friends think of it today? They thought it was fun. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. drove to the Hunger Games in it. Yeah, she. that was our special treat after we got done cleaning the house. Ah. We went this afternoon to um, the the mall. To, to the cinemas. To the cinemas. And we watched the Hunger Games. And a lot of times when we go to movies here in Aberdeen, there's only a handful of people in the theater. But the Hunger Games were so packed out. We got there a little bit late. And we had to sit way up towards the front. We we got there right on time, and we still had to sit up front. Yeah, we Andrew got there. 
we got there right as the movie was starting, so we missed the previews, which normally it's not a big deal. Usually, usually yeah. there's only a few people in the theater. It's Aberdeen, for goodness sakes. We have like three people in the theater when you go. But the Hunger but this Games was packed. are pretty um, popular, and Catherine and I were really looking forward to it since we had read all three of the books. Uh, okay, well, we'll talk about that when we get there. Yeah, so that was kind of our big treat after working so hard this week. I still have a bunch of yard work I like to do after church tomorrow, but um, we'll see my energy level. <laughs> I kind of I I did a bunch of yard work when I got home from work yesterday, and so and then a bunch of housework this morning. So I'm pretty tired, and yeah. still have a bunch of laundry to conquer before the weekend's out. How does everybody feel about that now? Are you enjoying the podcast? There, you feel really motivated <laughs> and, and encouraged. <laughs> Well, you know, it's it's just life, and I I think sometimes some people just uh, just figure out that the clean dishes get in the cupboards and the and the clean clothes you get think in the drawers. People figure that out all by themselves, and and it usually takes someone to wash the dishes and to wash the clothes and to sweep them off the floor and or wash your hands. Everybody, wash your hands or whatever. <laughs> in the morning, wash your hands. In the evening. I wash my hands a lot. Let's kill those germs for reals. For reals. Yeah. With a Z on the end. Boom. The, yeah. the germs go boom. The germs go boom. Yeah. I have a feeling a bunch of little kids are going to go around saying I have a the feeling, germs I have go a feeling boom. a bunch of parents are going to be ticked off at me. <laughs> That's what I I remember. I I remember this one time that we did a uh, a rock and VBS uh, vacation Bible school Mm -hmm. at at a church that we were at. Yeah, and I wrote all the music for the for the main sessions, and then would do these different raps at different breakout sessions and stuff. Uh And uh, by the time, and I made a CD for all the kids. Yeah, so they got a CD when they left of all the music that we had written and, Mm -hmm. and recorded, and um. Their parents just about killed me. Because <laughs> they I, wanted to listen to them all the time in the car. The kids wanted to listen to them all the time. They finally had to take them away from some of the kids because they listened <laughs> to them all the time. They got sick and tired of hearing me sing over their systems. So that's pretty funny, yeah. actually. Yeah. I think. Well, you know, some, sometimes you don't want people to get sick it's really good, though, to teach kids little lessons in songs because that's yeah. the easiest way to remember them. I remember... You made up a little song. Eat your broccoli. Well, I remember you had a little Foster Teeth song. Foster Teeth. Or a little. And then. And there is a Brush Your Teeth song. I think it was a Raffy song or something. I don't remember that. Brush Your Teeth. Brush Your Teeth. Yeah. Yeah. They used to sing that one. Why are we talking about this? talking about teaching your kids little lessons with songs yo 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 wash your hands yeah mm-hmm. okay. okay well we'll be right back and then uh, we're gonna jump into today we're taking a little detour we'll be back next week with our we're gonna continue on the whole story of joseph and we're talking about forgiveness and all that jazz uh th- th- which will be really good but this week since we just saw the hunger games movie mm-hmm. i thought it would be really interesting the spoiler-free 
um, talk a little bit about the movie and then talk about the themes that we saw in the movie and what does the Bible say about those particular themes? Because I think, it, it at least for me, when I watched the movie, it evoked an emotion, emotions in me and a sense of wanting justice. Mm-hmm. And so let's talk about what the Bible says about that and, and see what Scripture says versus what maybe we saw in the movie. What do you think? Sounds good. Okay, so we'll be right back. My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're, we're huge, huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures, and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough... We even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort, or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. So, after our great friends Rick and Amy have enlightened you on their awesome podcast, Take Him With You, why not give us a listen? You'll be happy you did. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www. Talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a Mickey, Mickey day. day. Did you know that we are on Stitcher Radio? Yeah, I've heard about that. You can stream our podcast, take him with you, along with a bunch of our friends' podcasts, like the one you just heard right there from Alan mm-hmm. Joyce, The Tales from the Mouse House, is also on Stitcher. Uh, and, yeah. and the way it works is you download it on your 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 little device that you have to listen mm-hmm. to podcasts on or your iPad or whatever. And then you can stream the podcast anywhere you go on any device you have without having to take up room on your hard drive. How cool is that? And it keeps track of them for you. Mm-hmm. And so we're just very happy to be with them and, and they're distributing our podcast to the masses. Very cool. So go check it out over at stitcher.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it stitcherradio.com or stitcher.com? Um, well, I have a Stitcher app on, it just says Stitcher on my iPhone. Let me let me see. You ready? www.stitcher. I'm trying to go to my, mine just says Stitcher. My app says Stitcher, and I have five programs available to listen to right I'm now. Look right it says here. Smart Radio. No. How do you spell Stitch. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Okay. I'm just making sure that it's right. And, ladies and gentlemen, yep, it's stitcher.com. Mm-hmm. And that's how you get it. So, and it does say so smart do radio on there, too. Smart radio. But mm-hmm. you can also find it in your app stores or the stores or whatever you have for your, your, uh, your what does he call it? Your portable device. Your your handheld. They used to be iPhone. Used to be PDAs, your, personal mm-hmm. digital assistants. Mm-hmm. And now you know most. Now they're just called smartphones. Most smartphones are kind of PDAs and phones. PDA. And, we always used to think that was public display of affection, but. <laughs> well, 
they're they're kind of everything now. A yeah. phone and an organizer and phone a, home. Uh, your Elliot. your music library, all kinds of stuff on there. Pieces, games. pieces. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's get into our subject for today, shall Sounds we? Sounds good. Okay. We could do it, you know. Take off, live in the woods. They'd catch us. Well, maybe not. We wouldn't make it five miles. One courageous young man and woman for the honor of representing District 12 in the 74th annual Hunger Games. It's your first year, Prim. Your name's only been in there once. They're not gonna pick you. want a good show. That's all they want. There's 24 of us, Gail. Only one comes out. So you're here to make me look pretty? I'm here to help you make an impression. And so it was decreed that each year the 12 districts of Pan Am shall offer up in tribute one young man and woman between the ages of 12 and 18 to be trained in the art of survival and to be prepared to fight to the death. This is the time to show them everything. Make sure they remember you. I just keep wishing that I could think of a way to show them that they don't own me. If I'm gonna die, I wanna still be me. I just can't afford to think like that. Well, now, I remember when when you downloaded the Hunger Games books mm-hmm. on the on your Kindle. Mm-hmm. And you and Catherine, does Catherine start reading? Catherine started reading them, and then she said, Mom, Mom, you have to read these. <laughs> and so you the, they were ki- the kind of books that you read the first one, and <coughs> you wanted to read the next one right after. And then... You read the second one, well, and I, you wanted to read the third one right after. All I know is that um, you guys couldn't put them down, my gosh. Yeah. You couldn't quit talking about I, them. I've heard other people that have read all three books in like one week, and they're not small books. They're, wow. They're pretty, you know. That's intense. Yeah. They, they were pretty intense books, emotionally stirring and a lot of action. I think guys would like them too because there's a lot of action. Stereotyping us again. Well, there's people stories in there too, but yeah. there, it's kind of sci-fi and adventure. I and I have and not read the suspense. books. 
But uh, I did go today to see the movie. Mm-hmm. And well, let's just say we're going to try to do this as spoiler-free as we can. We aren't going to talk about specific things that happened within the movie, mm-hmm. even though we will talk about the premise of the movie. And we will discuss some of the ideas that were presented. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you haven't seen the movie yet and you think this might spoil it for you, then just wait till after the movie to to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't think we're going to ruin it for anybody. I, no. I think well, and pretty you, much what you see in the trailer is what yeah, we're going to talk about. If you watch the trailer, it gives you a little idea of the setting anyway. So the premise of the movie, at least, and you can correct me because you've read the books. Mm-hmm. But the premise is that there's this society that's in the future. Mm-hmm. of It's on Earth. In the future, kind of post-apocalyptic. And I guess a whole bunch of wars happened and a bunch of bad stuff happened. And then they came to terms... Uh, they have different districts instead of like states, right? Yeah, instead of like the United States, North America's kind of been changed to having uh, a central capital, like in the Rocky Mountains. Okay, well, we don't have to go into great detail. This is a, supposed to be spoiler free, dear. Thirteen provinces or districts. Okay, that well, there's twelve. What well, in the movie? And so, so what happens is once a year, mm-hmm. two people between the ages of twelve and eighteen mm-hmm. in each one of the districts mm-hmm. are put in like gladiator games in a in a controlled atmosphere. That uh, and there and only one of them comes out, so they have to kill each other, mm-hmm. and they put it all on TV like watching Survivor. Yeah, like a somewhat rea- controlled reality show. Right. Yeah. And that's the that's what sets you up for the movie. And it, yeah, but instead of getting voted off like Survivor, you die. They're, they're killed. Yeah. Yeah, and so the, the everybody all twenty three people die or twenty three kids die. One of them gets out and is supposedly from the promos and from what they say are supposed to then get to live a lavish lifestyle. And so thus the movie begins. And mm-hmm. this is what uh, this is you know, basically you watch these things called the Hunger Games mm-hmm. and you watch it unfold in front of you. And this, so there's a lot of different themes and elements going on within the movie. I have to say that uh, it surprised me that it was so well done. Yeah. I you know it's been hyped up pretty big. If if you are a reader, I would suggest reading the books because they did leave about half the details. Well, they out can't put the it movie. all in there because well, we figured it would, it would probably be a five-hour, six-hour movie or eight-hour movie. Yeah. <laughs> if you had everything from the books, but I mean they they had the basic themes and stuff in there, um, just not all the details that were in the books. Yeah. Yeah. And I was surprised at what a quality movie it was. It had a good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I I actually, the time, uh, I don't know how long the movie is, but it went it's really. It's a couple hours, it but went, it went fast. It went really fast. I was, mm-hmm. there wasn't one time that I got bored with anything. There wasn't even one time that I said, oh, that's corny, or that wouldn't have happened, or, you know, none of that kind of stuff. You were, from the moment it started, Till the moment it ended, it was action packed and really cool, mm-hmm. and and I think the um, I think the reason that it held, held everybody's attention wasn't necessarily for the action sequences, even though they were pretty intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the filming style was a lot like Batman Begins in the movie in the the fighting and stuff like that. So that that when you saw things, it was a little bit hard to track because it was so blurry and 
and kind of like um, firsthand, like you're watching a video yeah, game. Yeah, kind of shaky. Yeah, it was real shaky. Yeah. And and if there was one time, I almost you know got dizzy. Yeah, on me one too. Of them. <laughs> I I um, my our oldest son and his wife were there with her sister. Oh, I didn't know that. And you didn't tell his that. friend Josh, I forgot to tell you. Did they like it? Um, yeah, but they sat clear in the back because someone had warned them about that. But about they got the there part. earlier. Uh-huh. Um, we got there later, and so we had to sit clear in the front, and it was right. a lot right. more awkward to watch. Um, I felt like that when we went and saw um, the what's the one that we saw um, Star Trek, yeah, the new movie at IBEX. and yeah, and it was in the we sat towards the front, and it was a little bit overwhelming yeah. too. Yeah. Um, I Catherine actually when we got done, she goes. I know this is weird, but I think I'd rather watch that on a small screen. Yeah. <laughs> because of that, the shaky filming and stuff on a few parts. But I think, in a way, they had to do that. Well, for, okay. So, so that it didn't. Nathan said it would have been rated R yeah. if they would have Shown been pulled back clearly, yes. and seen more of the bloodshed and yes. killing. Yes. It probably would have got an R rating. It, well, it was a violent movie it anyway. Was, it was violent. So, but uh, what I was going to say before yeah. you got into the whole thing there okay. was that it appeals to your sense of justice. Yeah. There's a, there's, you know, the, to the fact that a society could do this, could hold these games and and be okay with it and celebrate it mm-hmm. is a travesty. Mm-hmm. And and it's really interesting because the whole time you're going through the movie, you're thinking that in the back of your head. You're thinking, how can they do... This is like weird. But the thing that really hits you is that you go, wow, this is so much like the Roman civilization mm-hmm. or even our own civilization yeah. and the things that we entertain ourselves with that, you know, that aren't so good. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's really, really was very fascinating to me. I th- just thought it was yeah. really, really well done and, and and a little bit shocking in some things. So it really makes you think. When they when they do the movie for the second one, I think that'll come out even more. Um, the parallels between ancient Rome and our modern society. Mm-hmm. Both will even... I oh, again, please read the books because they are so well done. But one thing that I've talked about with several different people was there are some real moral issues, but there is an interesting lack of spirituality in the, these um, books. I well, I noticed in the movie there wasn't any spirituality at all. Not even using God's name in vain, which mm-hmm. I don't really like either. But um, but. There was a total absence of faith in God, and not even you know. A lot of times in sci-fi, there's you some might, type of spiritual. Yeah, element. you might not have Christianity or Buddhism or or Judaism, but, but there's, there's some, some type kind of, of mysticism or faith or right, like the Bajorans, praying or, or you know prophets or something. Right, the wormhole aliens, or you know Dune. You have right, priestesses right. or something, um, but. But this particular series has a total absence of anything spiritual. I haven't heard anybody talk about that either. However, I have to say that all the whole all the themes that are yeah. involved in it are very spiritual. There are some very interesting morals. I mean, because you could talk about greed, and then there's themes like um, like uh, sacrifice, and mm-hmm. and. Uh, 
I mean, the whole thing was what didn't they call it tribute or something like that? Didn't they call him I'll be tribute or something like that? Isn't that how that went in the movie? I'll I'll volunteer to be the the, the tribu- tribute or well, the anyway. Yeah. The the whole idea is you know a, a biblical concept of sacrificing yourself so that others don't have mm. to go through the the torture. And of course, in this situation, as you saw in the trailer, we mm-hmm. can talk about this. Yeah. Um. The the older sister takes the place of the younger sister, so she doesn't yeah, have to go to the Hunger Games. That's like in the first five minutes of the movie, so it's not really spoiling the whole. No, the whole that's movie. what the whole movie's about. Yeah, and and that's totally you know that's something Christ did, and he said, Jesus said in the Bible, "Greater love has no one than this, and he that lays his life down for a friend." And in this case, she laid her life down for basically her sister. For her sister, she went into the Hunger Games, so her her smaller, um, younger, more um, innocent sister, it's not that she was, like, worldly wise or anything, but, you know, she she was older when her, I, I can't say, but anyway, she's older and stronger, and she she thinks she'd have a better chance than her sister at surviving these games, and, and, right. it, and you know, most you know, when 95% of the people that go into the games die or, you know, one out of only one out of 24 survive, that's that's not very good odds. So, well, it was interesting because uh, the this type of plot is not new. Mm-hmm. In fact, I, I thought of a Star Trek episode that I think is very close to it. Do you remember the one um, where, okay. Um, Which series? Original? The original series. Where they go and have gladiator games? No, 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 not that one. No, that that, that was one. one of them, but <laughs> that wasn't what the one I was thinking. The one I was thinking is they go to this planet and they beam down and they're talking to the the president or the guy that's in charge, and all of a sudden these alarms go off and they say their city's being attacked by the enemy, and and yet there's no explosions and there's no laser fire and there's nothing, and and then all of a sudden. The casualty reports start coming in, and you're like, "What?" And and, and then cr- people have to go in these little tubes or something to be va- vaporized or something. They well, okay. I was as I was saying. Okay. Um, what happens is uh, all these people who are designated. It was a computer attack, mm-hmm. and then they do statistically they fi- figure out which people were where at the time. And then they have to report to the disintegration chamber, and they give up their lives willingly so that the planet doesn't have to be involved in an actual war where there's, you know, the, where it destroys the planet and and the horror of war and everything. They just, they will automatically go to these chambers and and I, give I up their life. I thought it was a really stupid episode. <laughs> what did you just say? I said it was a really stupid episode of Star Trek. Okay, it really wasn't actually because what it what <laughs> okay. it what it showed was <laughs> okay. that that society had gotten to the point where they were not they weren't violent anymore. No, but no. What? Can I finish my sentences sometime? Okay, it it was <laughs> it, they got to the point where they didn't want to experience the horrors of war. They didn't want the consequences for what war brings, and so they sterilized it. But as we know, one of the reasons that people don't want to have war in the real world mm-hmm. 
is because of the consequences of it. And this very that's the very same theme that was in the Hunger Games because basically they had stopped war from happening on the planet anymore by sacrificing a few people from by their from their Hunger own. Games. Right. Which is still just as brutal and just as awful, but the whole society doesn't have the consequences of it. Does it doesn't destroy the planet all, on and on and on. Some of the other themes in the in the movie were what we deal with all the time, but uh, but a lot of people say it's conspiracy and all that stuff, and that is um, governmental control. That was Catherine's point. Yeah, she she just mentioned that that sh- her feelings, right, Catherine, was that the whole war thing about not having the brutality of war was an excuse from the government. As one way they manipulated people to have so much control, because they had basically martial law in all the areas. So they, anyway, they were ha- they were having extreme amounts of control, and th- that threat of you don't want to go back to how the horrible times where there's you know a lot of violence and wars. Right. They were using that as a threat. To hold fear and control over people. Okay, well, let's look at that biblically for a moment. That's actually a theme all the way through the Bible many times. Okay. You don't think so? No. I. Yeah, sure. Which What What examples are you thinking of? Just about every one of them. That absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah. And then when it goes to the head of the government, they use fear and intimidate, intimidation to try and rule the people. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think about when Jesus was here on the earth. They had we had Roman invasions, and the Romans were were using fear and intimidation over the Judean people to keep control so they wouldn't rebel. But but all throughout um, history, that's been the case. Um, where they've used fear and intimidation to have control, and um, and also a lot of of keeping people in poverty, so that that was a theme in there where they kept the districts. Most well, of the it, districts I, I, in I think I think more of the theme was class classes of people. Where you had one class of people that the haves and the have nots have an abundance, and then you have another class of people that don't have enough. And it was really interesting. I thought they did a great job of showing what it really is like, because whether we like it or not, there exists that type of a system in in the world that we live in. If you don't have very much money, um, even though in the United States you don't, even if you live in poverty, you really are rich compared to the rest of the world. You know, but still, there's. It was really interesting to watch the attitude and the, and the, just the whole lifestyle of people that didn't have any money versus those that had way in excess, mm-hmm. and how they lived their life. Um, oddly, it was odd. They were there was they were splurging on things that, that you know the just uh, bizarre bizarre stuff. Yeah, and as a result of it, they got kind of wacky. Very wacky, and and you think about that. I I thought about that a lot. Is that in our days, our, in our time, that happens a lot. You know, a lot of these politicians and stuff. The reason I'm not so into politics and stuff is most of them have no idea what it's like not to have any money. Well, 
and not just government politics, but dare I say church politics. Yeah. There is an article that someone posted on Facebook the other day about some people that uh, you used to work for that yeah. they had a a motor home like a hundred thousand dollar motor home just for their dogs and they were leading this big christian ministry that they're you know taking money from you know grandmas on social security and stuff and they had what 13 mansions and yeah. a motor home for their dogs and all in the name of jesus and 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 yet they, that's sad. That's wrong. Yeah, and they had to sell the little ra- Christian radio station in our neighborhood because it wasn't making them enough money. Yeah. So I don't know if I should have brought that up, but we've seen examples of greed and corruption, even you know, in church communities, um, where you have this powerful figurehead and and central. I don't know how to explain this, but (laughs) and then you have a lot of people that are making everything work. And and there's also a theme in there that was brought up several times. What if someone just stopped watching? What if someone stopped participating? What in the Hunger Games? Yeah. What if everyone stopped watching them? Yeah. You know, what if? But if the people that were chosen to fight in them stopped killing each other. Yeah. You know, and they did a lot of things to manipulate so that you kind of are put in positions. Anyway, we don't want to do spoilers. Right. But but it, it is kind of interesting. You know, what if we stopped playing that game? Well, I was thinking about it. I've been involved. When I was pastoring and stuff, um, I was really naive. I did not realize that there would be people on the board of directors that would actually have a different agenda in mind than actually helping people. Yeah. They they wanted a certain way so they're maybe they're what they were doing wasn't exposed or or they just wanted a certain way because they didn't like the color of the carpet or whatever. Uh it goes a lot deeper than that, but I didn't realize that people would would actually do that kind of thing and that was a real eye-opening experience for me and that's mm-hmm. probably why I'm disillusioned a lot with the big ministries that uh, talk about how awesome they are because they're really not that awesome. Yeah. Not not behind and, the scenes. If people act like that. We we have to say, that, you know, a lot of times people start out with good intentions, but then Money all these millions of billions of dollars come in and, yeah. and it can kind of twist their reality. Well, yeah. So they don't. <coughs> I, I remember reading a book by uh, ex-wife of a very well-known tele-evangelist and you know she talked about how when they first got married they lived in a little one-bedroom apartment and then they started this tv show and within like six weeks they were millionaires and they were you know buying all kinds of fur coats and private airplanes and they had a house and and um Lake Tahoe that they would go to for vacationing and, you know, all these very luxurious things. And she said, you know, isn't this a little extreme? And her husband, oh, this is only 1% of the budget. It's no big deal, you know. And and it just seemed really odd to her. And then she decided she'd count up how many times Um, they asked for money on their TV show and it was like 13 times a show 
And they talked about what Jesus did for people, about his love and his grace and his plan of salvation maybe once <laughs> during the show. But there's 13 times where it talked about, see, giving, you know, giving in faith and <laughs> give to our program so we can oh, do I this or that. And it I, was rem- like, I remember wow. take, I remember taking our youth group to events at big churches where they spent a half hour doing the offering. And these are teenagers that already paid for a ticket to get in. And one time they wanted like 17000 or something to, or to something make this album, yeah. to do some a project on top of... Uh, and the, already the tickets they didn't, that they paid they for. didn't get as much as they wanted in that first offering that they took a half an hour talking about and taking. Another and so they one. took another one. It was crazy. It was so crazy. And well, and, and like, the fact wow. that they would do that and think it's okay speaks a lot about the society in which they are, believe in because it's yeah. not it's not right and it's not true yeah. and and it's sad so that was kind of some of the themes too now the bible doesn't it does talk about giving and it does talk about receiving and it does talk about being kind to people but it also if if you read it talks about how the love of money is the root of all evil mm-hmm. and how you know Basically, greed can corrupt a person very easy. There's a, there's a few things it says in the Bible. It says it's the uh, what the pride of life, the lust of the flesh, and the and there's one other one. What's the other one? It's something to do with your eyes. Is it the lust of the eyes, the pride of life? Might no, it's lust of the flesh. <laughs> okay, I know that. Well, you can look that one up. Well, anyway, it's basically the same thing that humans have struggled with for year for all time, and it's none of us are strangers to it. But I think that the movie that we watched really brought that out, mm-hmm. and how at a, at a certain point, when things get crazy, and I mean really crazy, I think the younger generation kind of says, "Wait a second, we don't want that anymore." Mm-hmm. And I think we're in that right now. We're watching that happen in our world today. That the younger generation is pretty fed up with uh, with corrupt politics, with corrupt church, mm-hmm. with corrupt this and that and this and that. And they're 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 kind of doing what we what what you talked about. What if people stopped watching the games? What if what people if stopped stop participating? The system? Right, yeah. because you know, in all the research that I've done, narcissists always want people to worship them or or talk well of them they feed on that mm-hmm. if you and the books all say this if you don't feed it they leave you alone or mm-hmm. they try to get get you yeah and and really i wonder sometimes in our world today if we just if all of us would say no to some of the stupid things that happen uh, perhaps we'd have a different world that we live in and i that was one of the themes that came out in the movie, and it was really good. And I suspect, since I haven't read the other books, um, I suspect that coming up in the next couple of books, um, we will explore that even more. I think you may be right, dear. That's because you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So there were some, I, you know, when I say it's, it wasn't a spiritual book, I guess I'm wrong because there's a lot of spiritual concepts that, you know, like you talked about sacrifice. You talked about, you know, <coughs> resisting greed and the the whole machine that goes with that, and mm-hmm. and so there were some themes. There there was an absence of faith in God, 
But there was, they had to put faith in people sometimes. And they had, to, you know, faith and trust in, in, in their family and their friends at times. So, you know, there were some spiritual themes. There's hope. That was an interesting there thing, too. There is some, some conversation about hope. And hope is a spiritual. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, towards the end, now abide um, faith, love, faith, and hope. Hope, faith and love. Please. You're really tired. Okay, I am really Because you're tired. usually you're usually misquote everything I identical okay. to what it you, is says. You, you quote it because you quote no, this at weddings a lot. I'm not gonna quote but it. But the greatest is love, but it says now by There's a lot more to hope, hope than that. Yeah. And and uh, there's a lot of scriptures on hope. Please look them up. I well, hope, hope changes hope changes the world. It it, yeah. it changed the world. You know, if somebody has something to look forward to, mm-hmm. um, they act completely different when they don't have anything to look forward to. Yeah, the absence of hope um, can be devastating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sure can. Very devastating. Yeah. So, so what are some of the other themes that you saw in the movie? Did you see anything else? Or are you too tired to think of any? I, I'm getting pretty rummy here because I drank a couple cups of tea, but it's not really working. <laughs> And you're yawning too. <laughs> I am yawning. It's I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. But I I just thought that that there was a lot of really interesting concepts thrown out there. The other thing I think the the strongest thing that I walked away with was the whole sense of justice. Yeah, you know what I thought you mentioned this before. What's that? Is you talked about justice, and I thought it was interesting because as I was down at, at my mom's, I was cleaning her house for her the other day. And she was getting ready for the community Lenten service. Now, we go to a less traditional church fellowship. It's we sit around tables and drink coffee. And or I'm tea. not a fan of lentils anyway. Well, Lenten, anyway, you know Lent. The season of Lent. The season of Lent. Um, I was just joking more, about the lentils. More Orthodox churches have like forty days before Easter. And that's what they call Lent. Lent. And, and what is what is Lent? It's forty days <laughs> before Easter where people are supposed to be reflective as they're coming into the season of <coughs> around the season of Passover in the Jewish calendar where they celebrate Passover is and around to, the time like, give that up Jesus things and around the time that Jesus was crucified right after Passover and and so it's supposed to be a time where you're getting ready to celebrate um, Jesus' death and and resurrection from uh-huh. the dead, and so, um, so I you know our, some of our friends who are more in Orthodox or traditional faith, um, Christian faith could probably fill us in a little bit better, but but it's supposed to be a time of reflection and right, and so the churches in the community I grew up in where my mom still is um, they get together and they have um, these services once a week they I think usually have a soup supper and then they they have a worship service where they sing hymns and do responsive readings and it's okay. it's more traditional kind of stuff but then they had questions and their questions for this week were all about injustice and what what is our part 
as believers to respond to the injustices in the world. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So what kind of questions did they ask? Well, I wasn't there. My mom was just trying to have me help pick out hymns that would go with that. <laughs> and so she came up with Make Us a Blessing, you know, and different hymns. She she was really trying to get that. But, um, but she was saying, you know, what if each of us, you know, this is my 80, how old is she? 80? 82? 80 something. 82, I think. Your old mother, she says, well, what if each of us did our part in helping the downtrodden, helping the people that the world has not been just to, if everyone helped someone, this world would be a different place. Well, yeah. And, and I mean, really, some more, more of the countries that have that type of a, like the gov- a democracy or something close to that, seem to have a lot more justice in them. In other words, more people have opportunities to be okay. Well, and I remember talking to my Sunday school teacher as a kid, and she said, as a Christian, she politically endorsed social programs that help the poor Mm -hmm. because she said as a christian it's our duty to help the poor and as a she felt we were a christian nation so we should help the poor right and so you know and i don't we try to stay out of politics but i thought oh that's kind of interesting that's an interesting way to look at it um that if you have the ability to vote you know you could vote for someone that will stand up for the poor and will help the poor. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that was Which interesting. Which is a lot of times opposite of what what uh, some people are saying in churches, even yeah. though they're not supposed to say anything at all. But Yeah, I know. So I, I don't know how we got all mixed up on that, but... Uh, <laughs> so I thought that was... A, but a, it's true. It made me think, you know. That's why, ladies and gentlemen, well, I don't you? vote Republican or Democrat. Yeah. I vote for who I think will most will do the best job. Yeah. That's how I do it. So throw things at me or whatever. That's what, you know, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. So that was another, the whole justice thing. Uh-huh. And that is when you, when you see something going on that's just not fair. Not fair, not right. It's, and it's being it's, done because of political reasons or it's being done because of power reasons. Those kind of things. That's when... And I think I have a problem with this because I really get upset about it to the point of not seeing things clearly sometimes because I want justice really bad sometimes Mm -hmm. and I don't see it happen a lot. A lot of times I see like the good old boy network wins Mm -hmm. or the folks with a lot of money win like that. The situation we went through um, at the church, it was people that had a lot of, you know, that tithed a lot and had power and socialist, you know, social spots that basically called the shots and that's not right yeah it shouldn't have been that way it should have been the a group of people that were seeking god together you know so it's kind of it's hard for me sometimes so in watching the hunger games today um a lot of that emotion rose up in me of this just isn't right they shouldn't be doing this and and how sad for those folks that have to participate in this and they really don't have any choice 
in the Bible. <coughs> but we do. We all have a choice. The Bible says rejoice not in injustice. So if you see something that, that just is unjust, it's not fair, it's mean, it's... <coughs> well, it's like, the, it's like on a, on, in school when, you, when people were bullied. Mm-hmm. If you stood up for the person that was being bullied, you got the wrath too. But a lot of times the bully would back down. Mm-hmm. But a, but most of the time nobody said anything. They just watched or laughed or pointed. Mm-hmm. And that is that's not right. That's called injustice. And mm-hmm. and it's it's important I think for us as human beings to when we see something that we know is wrong, we really need to either say something or do something in our power to help. Yeah. And that's difficult to do because we have a lot of injustice in the world. Yeah. But I think you got to pick the thing that you have the most passion about, and that's what you do something about it. And I don't mean picketing on the corner. I don't mean being mean or nasty. I mean you as a, a human being, we as a human being, make a difference in the world around us by loving somebody, by being kind to somebody, by, by you know, taking care of somebody, by, you know, not just ignoring people or not just ignoring the situation because then it means we have to deal with it. Well, and it can be a simple thing as making cookies and taking someone cookies or helping someone with their yard work or they can't do it anymore. Sure. You know, just taking time to have a cup of tea or coffee with somebody that's lonely. Yeah. It doesn't have to, you know, like my mom said, if if each one helped one, it would be a better place. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So that was that whole thing of justice came through for me as well. And then. And then I think the other, the, the last thing that really came out to me was um, having to protect yourself if you know, it was, well, I don't know how to do this without being doing a spoiler. So I'll, let's just put it this way. A lot of times when you stand up for something or you see an injustice going on mm-hmm. and you want to you wanna do something about it, a lot of times you really have to form a strategy before you do anything because you... You put yourself on the You put yourself at risk. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I remember there was this really interesting passage in the Bible that it says, um, count the, uh, basically, was it it about a farmer that um, really had to count the cost of all the things before he put it into action? It said it's foolish to start building a barn without first counting how much it's going to cost to build it. Exactly. And, And I think a lot of times... We need to pick and choose the battles that we have or do in our lives. Um, and in this case, watching the movie, um, you know, a lot of lights went on for some people, you know, on, on their situation in their society. But what are they going to do about it at that point? You know, sometimes you got to think about how you're going to deal with it. And I think a, a lot more cool stuff would happen if we as human beings would also take that time and think about how are we going to respond to this injustice? Uh, because sometimes just blurting it out or blogging about it or twittering or f- putting something on Facebook isn't the right answer at that point. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to really think about how am I going to really how are we going to get this? Um, and I have to say that a lot of times in my life I didn't count the cost before I before I confronted. Well, and and, and to, I should have and to have wisdom because. You know, there are things in this world that are sad and they're wrong and we wish they didn't happen. Yeah. Um, and yet 
sometimes people have had to make really difficult choices. They're in difficult situations. And this isn't a perfect world. You know, sometimes there's just really hard decisions to make. My point is that we need to be compassionate Yeah. when people are put in that position to make those hard decisions. Maybe they might not always make the decision that you would make, but maybe you have a support system around you or, or have other means to deal with it that they don't have. Yeah. So... You know, there's life is complicated. It is at times. And and that's why we need God. That's why we need support of friends and family. Um, and I th- I think that that's another point that we could bring out on the about the Hunger Games is that they had a better chance of surviving the Hunger Games if they had support from outside. Yeah the arena yeah and and i think that that can be a big concept we could probably talk a whole show just on that is we can't always do things all on our own that it's good to have support from god from friends from family Mm -hmm. that we know we're not in this all on our own because sometimes life can be overwhelming yeah it can well, and I think that's one of the reasons that I became a Christian. I had a good support network of family and and friends and stuff like that. But when it came to eternity and what I spiritually, you know, I needed I needed to have some support there because I felt all alone. And when you accept Christ in your heart, like I did, like you did, um, there all of a sudden becomes this peace in your heart that you know somebody's with you no matter what happens. Yeah. And that's a really an important thing in life. And I'm sometimes I'm not sure how people do do life without that. And that's what that was my point about Hunger Games not being as spiritual. It does have moral concepts. It has some mm-hmm. good things we can talk about. Yeah. But I never did see one time anyone praying or asking God for help. And I thought that was interesting because like I said, maybe it was on purpose. A, a lot of times and, and maybe it was because it, it gave you the sense of, boy, these people are really out there on their own. Yeah, you it know, did. It, it gave it a desperateness. A desperate yeah. thing. And, um, very interesting. Yeah, very a lot of, interesting. A lot of great springboards for conversations with your kids about, you know, all sorts of different things mm-hmm. when you go through this. And uh, very, very, very fascinating movie. I'm glad I went and saw it. Thanks for recommending it. And... Thank you, Andrew, for taking me. Yeah, Kath- didn't say anything. Catherine just... and I kind of pushed. You really need to go see it. You I know. I didn't it. want to. And then you go, and then wow, I that was a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, when I we, we do need to have a disclaimer here because while in, in many aspects it's family-friendly. Don't take your little don't kids. Don't take little, little kids because I think it would make them sad. I would say, <laughs> now, now this is my opinion, but I'd say 12 and up. Yeah, probably there might there might be some ten, eleven year olds that could handle it. The concepts, yeah. But but it it is. It was pretty intense. It, it was pretty intense, and there's some, nothing like some of the R-rated movies. That you know, there is a little bit of blood and gore. I mean, not not much. 
a little though. I I think for small children it would be a little much, but so that was that would be my disclaimer. Well, it's a definitely implied, and it is kind of tense through the whole thing. So I I think the writer initially wrote the books for junior high, high school level mm-hmm. kids, and um, a teacher actually that I work for um, recommended them for my daughter to read and she's oh you she has to read these books and she had taught junior high kids she and her kids loved them and she loved them and so i told my daughter about them she started reading them and then she said mom you have to read these (laughs) and and they they are (coughs) they are a good read you just don't want to put them down so yeah well very cool okay well we're going to play a song from the hunger games um soundtrack Okay. And then when we get back, uh, we could pray for everybody and introduce next week's subject. What do you say? Sounds like a plan. What do you say, Jay? Well, my name's not Jay, but go ahead. Your name's not Jay. Okay. Wash your hands. All right. We'll be back after this song by Taylor Swift.
Taylor Swift and the Civil Wars. This is the song Catherine recommended. Yeah, and uh, that's available, of course, on iTunes, Amazon, wherever fine music is sold, and you should buy the album. Yeah, and and go see the movie. I yeah, think the movie's it was great. A really good movie. Highly recommended. Mm-hmm. Two thumbs up from the Moyers. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up and a sword and a machete. A sword and a machete. Yeah, you got to have those if you're going to enter the Hunger Games. I, I'm thinking silver arrows. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> okay, well, um, why don't we pray for everybody and then uh, we'll introduce next week's subject. Sounds good. Father, thank you for using the things that we see around us to spark, I don't know, lots of different emotions on the inside of us. And God, help us use our emotions to make a difference in this world, to help people and to to be a blessing to others. God, thank you for um, the messages that you speak to us through everyday life and through the movies we watch and the music we listen to and the friends we have and the people we talk to. Let us be aware of those things and then do something um, good with those. So we just give you praise and we thank you, Lord, for all. And 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 I want to also thank you, God, for being there for us. Um, I don't know what we do without you as hope in our life. It, it's, you're just fantastic. And we appreciate the fact that you not only love us, but you go through our life with us. And we so, so appreciate that. And we do need your help. And we thank you for all of it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thought you were gonna fall asleep there. I think I almost did. Oh, good. But, yeah. But yeah. It's good night though. Good night. Yeah. It yeah. We are going to jump back into the story of Joseph next week on Sunday Cool. And uh we'll be talking about when Joseph um when the brothers of Joseph come to get food and he discovers who they are. And then they don't know who he is, but he knows who they are. And then he has to make some choices. So if you've ever been in a situation where you've harbored bitterness at somebody or you've been upset with somebody and then you come face to face with them, how do you deal with that? And how did God help Joseph? It'll be a very interesting, interesting podcast next time. Mm-hmm. Okay. How do people get a hold of us, Amy? Well, you can get a hold of us at TakeHimWithYou.com, either Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com or Amy at TakeHimWithYou.com. That is correct. Or you can look us up on Facebook. You are Facebook.com forward slash Rick.Moyer or Facebook.com forward slash Amy.Moyer. That is correct as well. You can listen to us on Stitcher Radio, Mm -hmm. which is cool at Stitcher.com or or on your little application on your smartphone. Or you can listen to us on iTunes. Yes, take you him can. with you on, at iTunes or takehimwithyou.com. We have a whole archive of our program. Yeah, you can listen right there on online. Takehimwithyou.com, too. So it's easy. It's easy to listen to us. <laughs> okay. I'm really tired. <laughs> We're very goofy tonight. Yeah, well, I yeah. don't know about goofy. I was goofier last week, but uh, that's okay. I'm ready to uh, put this out so everybody can hear it. And uh, thank you again. By the way, if you want to help us out, we really, really would appreciate it. Um, if you want to make a donation to the podcast, you just got to go to paypal.com and enter in. Um, what's my what's our our, our uh, PayPal address? Rick at takehimwithyou.com mm-hmm. is our PayPal address. 
if somebody wants to make and a donation. there's links on our, our takenwithyou.com. Yeah, you can hit the little too. PayPal button and it'll get yeah. you right there. But uh, we would appreciate anything that you want to throw our way. Uh, every little bit helps. And we sure appreciate those people that remember us monthly. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of our heart. Mm-hmm. My voice is going out. <laughs> Time to go to bed. Sounds like a good plan. All right, good night. Good night, all. Yeehaw. This has been Mware Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2012. All rights reserved. You do that so well. I'm getting good at that after three years. It only took me about two and a half years to get it down. <laughs> you got it now. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. The rabbit hole goes. Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself.